I've been thinking a lot about our building lately. I've been there a few times since this all started, and, and I thought that being there would stir up some kind of emotional reaction. But I have to admit, I didn't stay there for a very long time. I initially thought, you know, there's no one there. I, I could have some solitude and pray there for a little bit. And I tried, but for some reason, I didn't feel any kind of real special anointing by just being there. It was just an empty building. You know, there was music left on the stands from when we, we last met on March 14th. You know, there's people's cardigans left over and some notes hanging around. It was just frozen in time. And it was just an empty room. I've also been thinking about the people that came before me. All the words and messages that have been spoken from the front of the church, every revelation given, every salvation call, every altar call, every decision made for Jesus, every water baptism. And now what? What happens next? Now that these things have been taken away, where does that leave us? Where does that leave the church even? This is a challenging time for everybody. And, you know, it's not the first time that we've faced difficult situations in our lives. Some of us have gone through things that are even beyond comprehension. But when it comes to struggles, they may look, feel, or vary in their severity, especially when comparing them to what we're facing today. But when it comes to struggles and difficulties, we all go through them. It's the one thing we do share. It's the one thing we all have in common. And when any kind of brokenness comes into our lives, that's when it becomes really easy to say, God, where are you in all of this? Where is your sovereignty within all this pain? Especially when the pain can feel so much louder than the truth. And right now, that pain is largely being expressed in the form of fear. But what is this truth that we can hold on to? Even if we're having trouble hearing it, the truth actually lies in our ability to trust and submit to God, regardless of whether we know the answer to why we're going through the chaos. Another thing I thought was interesting is the fact that today on Easter Sunday, we're celebrating an empty tomb. How significant is the fact that we're celebrating an empty tomb with empty churches? And a lot of Christians are, are realizing that right now. Has there ever been a time like this in history? And what is God saying in all of this? I find it quite interesting that we go online right now and everybody, everybody is doing their best right now to bring glory to God online. And all these empty buildings have become kind of a divine illustration of the empty tomb. A tomb where he's not present because Jesus lives. And even though we cannot celebrate this face to face, we can actually celebrate it from our living rooms, from our kitchens, from our bedrooms, and raise our hands in celebration of victory that the tomb that Jesus laid in is in fact empty today. Despite sickness, despite fear, despite anxiety, despite economic turmoil, let these empty rooms tell you of the risen King. Hallelujah. Let there be no doubt that Jesus is alive today. So then, shouldn't we have a confidence even during one of the most unique time periods this world has ever seen? We should, but now we can't fake it. We actually have to ask for it. And what can give us this confidence and make us masters over even this situation? The power to see. And the one prayer that I find myself praying often is the same prayer that Elisha prayed over his servant. Open my eyes, Lord, so that I may see. The ability to see who is in control is what makes the difference between fear and faith. I've been quite taken aback by the creativity of people while they're quarantined. And if you think of the artists or, or authors in the world today, they're able to see beauty even in the most mundane things. There are also so many great entrepreneurs that can see opportunity in the things that most people overlook. The power to see changes perspective. It lets you realize what's in front of you and not what's missing. It lets you go beyond the reality of the situation, like the one that we're living in right now. It lets you see the truth over circumstance, like that your identity is not the job that you hold right now, but who you are in your family, in your community, and of course, who you are in God. And that is the perspective that you can have because of our risen Lord today. Paul discovered this perspective, which is why he was able to rejoice in his sorrow. He had nothing, but he still possessed all things. 
And it's in that where we should always be asking and praying, Lord, open my eyes so that I can see. So I can see your goodness when everything seems to be falling apart. So I can see your sovereignty when I feel completely alone. So that I don't see an empty room, but I see that you are risen and alive in my life today. But for this to be an honest prayer, for this to be an honest desire for us, there has to first be a need. If we're really sincere about wanting to see, we also have to be conscious of our need. No one's going to be, you know, real in their cry for help if they don't realize that they actually do need help. You know, and I'm finding it very fascinating right now that there are not many people at a point of desperation just yet. Because, you know, if you don't have Jesus right now, I'm starting to question, you know, what voice are you listening to? And it's been my perspective that most people will not believe something exists unless they can actually see it themselves. And I can tell you that it's a lot harder to point people to Christ who think that they have everything together. But, you know, forget about this pandemic for a second, because the truth is that nobody has it together, even at the best of times. If anything that this whole thing is proving to people is that the things that we have been putting our trust in are, are very shaky foundations. Because when everything is stripped away, what do you actually have? I think that the empty church is revealing to us that we not only need the truth of Christ to be saved, but that we actually need it every single second of the day. Why? Because it brings us to a place of humility, a realization that we are nothing in our own strength. The structures that we create can easily remove our need for Him. If we become so confident in our understanding and our own abilities, then why does God actually even need to intervene? Why would I actually need to have my eyes opened? The truth is that I need God to continually open my eyes. There should never ever be a moment when I feel confident in my own ability to handle things. I can't handle things in my own understanding and my strength. Why? Because we are all now facing a situation that's even greater than ourselves. What we need is the power to see, to see God all around us, to see the strong arm of God stretched out to help us, to see that the darkest clouds and the, the biggest threats that are surrounding us are all under the controlling power of our Heavenly Father. And when we realize and recognize this need to need Him, we will have hope. You need this. I need this. We need this. Our city, our province, our country, the world needs this right now. The prayer then that needs to be coming out of our mouths day and night should be, Lord, open our eyes so that we can see you moving. There are times where I've been outside lately, just walking the neighborhood with my family. And at times when you just hear the birds chirping and the usual, you know, suburban noises, you can for a moment actually just forget what's happening in the world. But things are still happening. Just a few blocks from where I live is our local hospital where, you know, these frontline workers are working and, and some of them who are in their, actually in our church are, are working and, and they're risking their lives for their community. You know, despite the distractions surrounding me, things are still happening. And that makes me think, could it be then that even though you can't see God moving right now, maybe you might need to have your eyes open to see that He is working and that He has been at work in your life even before this crisis, even before the foundations of this world. The fact that He is risen lets us know that He is saying to us today, don't be afraid. Maybe your inner eyes are closed right now, but that doesn't mean that you're alone. He is always here, ready to minister to you. He's always here with arms wide open to receive you. And He is even right now at work interceding for you and all His children, you and I who He, he loves so, so desperately. Always remember that each day that we're, we're going through this, empty rooms do not signal inaction. It actually means that He is at work and that victory has been attained over all of our situations, even this particular one. Sure, you can write this off and say that faith is not realistic, but reality comes down to the stance we take and the perceptions we hold. Is the glass half full or half empty? How you view a situation can impact your entire life. 
normally we believe that when we see things, we're, we're seeing them as they exist. In reality, you know, how we see things is almost always filtered through our beliefs and our life experiences. If we could change those filters, we would change the way we see things. Why? Because perception is everything. If we think that the world is against us, we will see every stubbed toe as an attack from the enemy. And the enemy does attack us. But if we concede that he is winning, if we accept that discouragement, then his attack is successful. If we instead recognize that we serve a sovereign God that will deliver us from our enemy every single time, and that his house always wins, then we have the perception of a victor and not a victim. The battle belongs to the Lord. Sight is a wonderful thing, and vision is one of the most wonderful gifts from God, but it is limited. We still can't see everything at work around us, even the natural. I can't see this microbial virus that's causing social distances between us. I can't see electricity unless it's grounded. I also can't see sound. I can't see smell. I can't see the air around me. Similarly, I can't see the workings of the spiritual world around me. But it is there. Faith is not an ideal. It's a realization of actual facts. It's not hoping that we will be saved or, or that hopefully God will you know, come and help me through this all. It's grasping the fact. It's grasping the truth. It's grasping the reality that God has saved me and that He is working out every single circumstance and that He is the evidence of things unseen. There is no circumstance so dark and, and no condition so extreme that we are without His divine help. God's resources are always near, far more powerful and far more numerous than, than anything that comes against us. The challenge for us today is what will be your stance once this is all over? Because it is going to end. No one actually doubts that. But what will become of us after the virus passes over? Can I be bold enough to say that we can't go back to the way things were? As comfortable as it was, could it be that God's actually calling us into something greater than comfort? I don't know what that is exactly yet or how it's going to look, but I do know that even though this virus will be eradicated, we will need to live a life that is totally and completely reliant on Him. Let's pray to our risen Lord this morning. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes to see that you're working on this impossible situation. Everything that we face, everywhere that we run into suffering, let us see that you are our guide through it all. Let us trust you. Let us perceive that we're never alone in anything. Lord, open our eyes to your word. We need your word now more than ever before. And our times where we look at your word and, and handle it like dry wood sometimes. But I pray that you'll stir in us a passion that will ignite the scriptures into a bright flame. And let your promises in it be the ones that we call out over everything in the circumstance. Lord, we believe that nothing is beyond your reach. That you can redeem every pit. The pits that appear under us and the pits that we fall into ourselves. Lord, we trust you. You will get us through this. You will make good out of this mess because that is what you do. And that is who you are. You are our Father. And even though your house is empty right now, it just reminds us of the fact that your tomb is also empty. You have won the grave. And we declare the same victory over this pandemic today. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, amen. God bless you all.